having had an opportunity in life to pursue curiosities outside of a career and actually develop skills in those different arenas. We really enjoy the fitness world and pushing ourselves to limits physically in that way. And I often wonder, what if I stumbled upon running, was decent at it, and I'm like, what if I started way back when? What's up? My name is CJ Finley, and this is the Thrive on Life podcast. I started a brand called Thrive on Life to help other mission-based people, brands, and businesses thrive. Each week, we interview people on topics of business, health, relationships, mindset, and much more to help us thrive in all areas of life. If the messages in this podcast resonate with you, but you're still feeling a little bit stuck in actually implementing these ideas, I'd love to help you on a more personalized level or connect you with somebody that can. So please reach out. Also, if you've got a friend who you know could benefit from hearing this episode, please share the love with them. My goal is always to spread positive impact through the sharing of knowledge, and I would be honored if you could help me achieve this goal. What is up, Thrive Fam? CJ Finley here again with another episode with my lovely wife, Erin Finley. What are we talking about here today? We had a conversation last night. It was Saturday night, and we were sitting on the couch after you had come home from a little social gathering and we were just having like a really good deep convo and something that got brought up was this concept of like redefining greatness and basically what greatness means to us in this phase of life and then in the phase of life moving forward. So we've been thinking a lot about how do we want to be our best selves and how does that look right now? And this, as we're experiencing all that we are and as we gear up to grow to be who we want to be. And I think we just want to like dig into that a little bit and share with the audience a little bit about what you're thinking about in terms of greatness for you. What are your pillars and priorities? So let's start there. What does greatness look like to you right now? I think it's tough for me to answer that question. Whenever I'm, whenever I'm asked a pointed question like that, I always tend to do like the anti of it. I feel like it's easier for me to tell you what greatness isn't to me. And then I align accordingly. So let's start. Let's, let, do you want to start with a different question? and then we? No, can I, I, I really like this question and I feel like this will help a lot of people, especially like if you went, if you came from my, my upbringing and my background, which is, I would say the majority of people, you go to, you go to school first through 12th, you go to college, you get a corporate job. I would say that's the path for a lot of people out there. And what I thought greatness was, was that. Get the, get the high achieving degree, get the corporate job that pays a good salary, has good benefits, and then you climb the ladder. And what I realized really quickly was in that world, everyone above me was the anti of what I thought greatness was. And that's what what, kind do, of, what do you mean by that? So I was going to get to that, but being inside all day. That's not greatness to me. Showing up to something that you don't love and you're clearly not passionate about it and you're not a nice person. 
That is not greatness to me. Doing things that you want to, you don't want to do. No one's forcing you to do them, but you're doing them because of paycheck or whatever reason. That's not greatness to me. Sacrificing being a husband, a father, a friend, a great family member, a great community member for the paycheck. That's not greatness for me. So really early on in my, I would say adulthood, I saw really quickly what greatness wasn't and what I defined as like anti-greatness. Then I started asking myself, okay, if I don't feel like any of that aligns with what being great is, what does CJ think that greatness is? Just like you're asking this question. And over the years, I felt initially greatness was reading a lot of books, studying, gaining a lot of knowledge, growing my network, understanding. Reading, I'll just add there, reading a lot of books about what you want to learn about. Mm, Great clarification. So I wanted to learn about health, wellness, and business. So I went super deep and narrow in in that area and it's really cool for me to look back on because like we have these bookshelves and like I have all these books and in my mind I'm just like, because it's over, it's over almost like a 10 year span. Wow. Like I put a lot of energy into this, but I, I thought that that was greatness. Right. And then as life went on, I started realizing greatness was spending more time with you and supporting my wife because we got married. And then now that we have our son, Greatness is how do I both provide for you and him above and beyond just money? Like there's so many other ways that I can be a great human for both of you. And a lot of it has to do with how am I providing for myself? So mentally, physically, spiritually, how do I become great myself so that I can provide and be great for both of you? So today, greatness looks like reflecting on how to be a great father, how to be a great husband, how to be a great family member to my brother, his wife, your sisters, their significant others, and our parents. And then the outer layer of that is our community. How do I be great for our community? And one extra layer to that is how do I be great on this podcast for whoever's listening to this and my content for whoever is gaining value from it. That's what it looks like today. That was a lot packed in there. There's a lot to unpack. I also think something I believe about it, and I know you do too, is that greatness is in the small moments. It's in like the little decisions that you make every day. And I see you make these decisions. Like I see you wake up every morning earlier than you probably need to just so that you can sit there and have your morning routine before you get to the work that you need to get done that day. It's in doing the run after, you know, showing up to a quote unquote work event in the hundred degree weather at a time that's not ideal. It's going out of your way. This is a very great point. Greatness is in how you talk to people. Greatness is in how every email that you respond to Greatness is in how I respond to DMs. 
I it's, know that I'm also great how, because I do those small things. It's also, with and this is how I've, I've seen you grow. It's how you respond when you receive, I, I guess, a message or not necessarily just a message, but when you're faced with a reaction that is not always positive, greatness is responding over reacting. And that is what you've grown to be able to do. And that's admirable. And I think greatness is all of those things. But when I think about everything that you described, in order for you to even be great in those areas that you described, the podcast, the family, the friends, the work, you have to be great in the small moments. And I don't think enough people... Mm think about the small moments and they just I think there's two two things people don't think about the small moments as if they're big moments and they think about greatness in silos and so probably if I had to guess a lot of people view them their greatness and and let's say excellence in their career lane but they're not thinking about what costs that might have on these other pillars of what we would consider a great life. Like, you could be great at your career. You could be excellent. You could be a genius. You could be one of the best workers. But do you ask yourself if that's coming with a cost to other areas of your life that you wish to be great in? What do you think? When I was younger, it was definitely not something that I asked. And I said this to multiple people before, like sports has been a very large part of my life. And if I could go back, I don't regret anything, but if I could go back, I would never silo down to just playing soccer. Because I spent so much damn time playing soccer. Sure, it made me really great at it. And I went to college and we won a conference championship and I have some great memories through it but when I think back I'm like the cost of siloing cost me joy cost me fun cost me more depth of experiences in a variety of ways and now because I reflect on that I think parlaying off of greatness is in reflection I mean you you're saying greatness is in the small moments I think greatness is in reflecting upon where you weren't great. And I don't think enough people do that as well because of the ego. It stops them from thinking like, for a great example is our relationship. I was not a great individual in my previous relationships. I will openly admit that. I drank too much. I didn't speak up and voice my emotion and my opinion. I said very mean things off of a whim. I reacted. So, and that, I'm not just talking my romantic relationships. I'm talking like all relationships across the board. And the number one important thing in our life, if you're talking about greatness, is people. Like you're not going to be great in a silo because that's just not how the world works. Like you're not going to live in a cave and be great necessarily, right? So when I think back to my life, I just think back where I wasn't great. And I think that's what has instilled like, the focus on, on the little things. And 
I give my parents a lot of credit because I'd say 50% of the little things did come from them. Open the door for somebody. Like a lot of the little things that I knew that I was taught as a kid, I then reflected and then asked myself as an adult, what does it look like to amplify these? And that's what you see here today. I think going back to your example of soccer and your your desire to, if you could go back, not silo down in that, speaks to this like sunk cost fallacy that people have or like the justification that we were talking about yesterday where I think it's tempting to justify decisions because you're invested in it. And this is kind of veering a little bit from the topic of greatness, but it goes with it because it's like to you, that was something that you've invested so much time into. You were great at it. And for you to switch, it's like, well, you've already invested all this time. You're already good at it. You might as well keep doing it. How many times, like, if you're listening to this, has that been the case for you where, like, you've had this little itch to do something else, but you feel like you're already really good at what you're currently doing and you've already invested so much time into it that you don't want to risk, one, not being great at the thing that you're curious about, and two giving up the greatness that you have today. We always live in the fear and the scarcity and not the abundance. So when I think about that, like I was good at soccer. Some would say I was great in certain aspects, but I know a lot of people that were way better than me. But I also knew there was a lot of other things that if I tried and put my energy into, I would have been I would have qualified as like great at, but I was comfortable in the good. And I think a lot of people in their lives, they reach a certain point and they're just like, life is good and I'm comfortable and they just sit there. And I'm all for like reaching goals and finding some peace because I feel like in our life right now, this is the first time I felt peace. Like I'm content on a lot of ways, but I'm also working way harder in other areas because I can feel myself approaching like true greatness in things that I really, really enjoy. And to get here, I had to give up that comfortably good. So a great example is that corporate job that I have or had, I could have stayed there and would have been comfortably good at that life for the rest of my life. But something in me was like, I don't want to be like comfortably good. Like I want to be great And when I was in that lane, I was like, I'm never going to beat any of these people around me because they seem to enjoy this weird structure that we're in and I don't like it. So I'm never going to beat them at this game. So what is the game that I could be playing? And that's when I think back to soccer, you made a great point. I had just put so much energy into it that I got to a point where I was just like, you know what, this is just the lane. The cool thing is though, for me, like I eventually started and now that I'm reflecting, this has helped me in my adulthood. Like I, on a whim, signed up to do Rutgers Strongman and didn't know what it was. I was just doing it for my fraternity to get points for them. They were like, you're athletic, go do this thing and earn its points. And I came in second, first time I tried it. Didn't practice any of the things, 
There was four different events, didn't know what I was walking into, and I came in second. And I had this like aha moment. I said to myself, my everyday life prepared me for this moment. So what, is, what does this mean? If, if I was really great at this from the get-go, what if I put all my energy into stuff like this that I'm like naturally inclined to be yeah, great I at? Yeah, that's a great point. And we lose that as kids because we have it in us. So for you, I know exactly what it is. Graphic design and like art and certain things that I see you do on the side and I think in my head, if Aaron could do this all day, every day, how great would you really become in this arena versus the arena that you're in? And I, we connect on this because the engineering arena was, I'd say it's 50% us. We really wanted the challenge and we wanted to do it, but it was also the flash of we're going to follow this <laughs> herd towards this thing because it's supposed to help us sell ourselves as great. I agree and disagree. I think for one, when you choose a career path, and I don't mean to make this about a career, but when you choose a career path, you're at such a young point in your life where you have no real exposure to the world and the opportunities out there. Maybe now it's a little better because kids are being exposed to more earlier and that's a bad thing too. But at least the curiosity is there for different avenues to go in. And I think for us, we, I at least chose engineering because I knew I always had a curious mind of like how things worked, how the main processes of the world were what was underlying those and how do we get everything that we get? And so like to me, engineering was a way to put that curiosity to that and solving problems. We're both problem solvers, but your to your point, I knew I was not that like person that could show up without studying an ACE and engineering exam. Like yeah, it wasn't my natural skill set. Why did you do the specific type of engineering that you did? I chose so the specific type of engineering that I am, <laughs> that my background is in is chemical and biomolecular. And I chose that because I was very much into like genetic okay. engineering at the time, Cur but also because I knew that that would be, why are you cutting me off? No, go, go ahead. Because that would give me just the credibility Boom. to go That's into what I was looking whatever for. else That's I That's exactly to what do. I was looking for. So you're like, you're, you're trying to like, curb around the no, reality of I really like was what I interested, was like. but, I, but yeah, it was what also were you for the most interested in. If you could go back and you could pick now to flash forward 10 years to be your greatest self, like, yes, I would still pick engineering. I, I stumbled on, I, I love industrial and systems that, that took me, I almost quit engineering before I found it. But to my point was I had originally chosen my path not because of me and what I thought would make me great. Yeah, it I was know. following this, some external thing. And this is something I'm passionate about now, having like have having had an opportunity in life to pursue curiosities outside of a career and like actually 
develop skills in those different arenas. Like for us, we really enjoy the fitness world and pushing ourselves to limits physically in that way. And I often wonder what if I like I stumbled upon running, was decent at it, and I'm like, what if I started way back when? What, what, what if is you that? Didn't, what if you did lesser engineering and then more running? Like this is right. this is or, where I was going. Or with that I question. ask myself now, and this is where I wanted to go with this conversation, was like, what is that next thing? Like, what is the next running in for me? Like, running was something I discovered that adds to my identity. I love it. It's something that I discovered I'm decent at, and I can continue to do better in and I'm like what else can I add to my life and I think a lot of people view a certain like aging as oh back in back in the day like this is what I used to enjoy and they kind of like view a cutoff for their life to pursue new interests and new things to excel at and something that I take from my dad who has passed away but something I admired about him always was that even at like age 50, he was finding new things to learn about, new skills. Like I was telling you, he signed up for tango dance lessons and swimming lessons at like age 50. And that's something I aspire to do too. Like what new skills can I learn that's going to challenge me, make me more well-rounded and a more interesting human being? So we've gone through this conversation of redefining greatness is predicated on looking at the small things you're doing in your life, reflecting back on your life and asking yourself, if you could change some things, what would have made you great? What else do you think? I don't know. I don't even think it's looking back on your, on your life and changing anything. It's at this point, looking back, learning from what you didn't do and then doing that now. You just said what I said in just a better way. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's exactly what I meant. Okay. Like we can't go back in time. I no, can't no, no. go back. I, but I mean I don't also I also don't regret anything that I chose. What I'm asking myself now is more so the question the hard question of like what is going to be great for my life moving forward. So the variable that gets added in when you're in our point of life is I'm not only thinking about redefining greatness for myself anymore. Yeah, that's a, that's a really so good... So re, re, the reflection goes into, I can't change my life, but I know what it was like to be a kid. And I know if I had a magic wand to change some things that I did as a kid, meaning like what my parents could potentially do for us, if I had a magic wand to, to wave it, what could I potentially do for my son? And that's where I'm also thinking about redefining greatness as what does his greatness look like? Not, not just what does his greatness look like, but what will make him have a great life? We talked about that last night a little bit too. Like how do we, how do we live in a way that Aiden has the best life possible? Like it's not even about us anymore. What are some of those ways? Yeah, we talked about like showing him the value of actually living and not and going back to like how we, we viewed our past and thinking that 
we had to have a certain trajectory, but then coming to the realization that like life is short and these small moments matter. So how do we help him see that at an early age rather than, I mean, I'm, I'm still grateful that I recognized it as early as I did and have that wisdom, but imagine if I had it growing up. I think an action to take is celebrate the small moments. That, that's what needs to be done. And I think that's, a, that's the next thing with like redefining greatness is. Well, we I celebrated his about, role today. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, he had his first back to stomach role today. And I'm just really fortunate that we were there, both there to see it and, and very happy about that. But I mentioned on my IG story yesterday, I think another thing about redefining greatness is Reflecting on your life, I already said, but doing so in a way that's like, I'm damn proud where I'm at and the work that I put in. I think we have this thing in society that shuns confidence and courage because we have this confusion that confidence is cockiness rather than like when you put in the work and you earn that confidence, you need to look back on your life and recognize the greatness that you have within you and around you and appreciate it. I feel where people mentally struggle is they never feel good enough. And then they fall into chasing things that don't align with their greatness. And I think that's another thing over the years that I've really like sharpened up on. I felt, especially early on in our relationship, I was chasing things that I thought greatness was because I didn't really know where I wanted to go. But today I know exactly what it looks like to be great to me, which forces me to say no to everything that doesn't align. But I'm also very proud of myself for getting to this point. And I want more people to be proud of themselves instead of shaming themselves. Because we can always do more. That's the thing. Like yeah. I could always do more. And I could be in my head like, I got this next thing and then this next thing and then this next thing. But I feel like you and I do a very good job. I, I definitely feel like being in a relationship helps because we're, we both help each other say, you know what, cool it. Like you've, you've been doing really good. Like, yeah, and I, I think that another thing I would add is that you can choose lanes that you don't care to be great at. Like, you don't have to be great at it at all. And it's okay to not want to be great at certain mm. things. And it's, it's very okay, hard for it's okay to redefine what it means to be great. Like, we're both going through that right now. Like, what used to look like greatness for me in some areas of life looks different now. And accepting What is something that you okay. used to think you would care to be great at that you don't care anymore? Hmm, that's a really good question. Hmm, maybe like the GMAT. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, man, talk about stress. Oh, yeah, good times. I actually think you would do better now because if you were I to like do bad, today, I did not do poorly, but I mean, that was just something that talk about like this could be relatable to anyone. Like if you're taking the LSAT or whatever standardized test they have these days for for school it's just like 
you get so wrapped up in doing well on this test and that has no bearing on like how you'll actually perform in the setting that you're trying to get into. I, yeah. And I heard this quote the other day because I live in the business world and entrepreneurial world, just because your business sucks doesn't mean you suck. So something that I used to want to be great at is business, right? And entrepreneurship, but I've taken some time to analyze what that means. And the reality is I don't necessarily care to be great at business or entrepreneurship. I care to be a great human being. And the byproduct is going to be, I'm great at business or great at entrepreneurship or great at whatever I, I do. And that's something where I think I had my eyes on the wrong prize years ago. And for much of my life, I was focused on the external goal. Rather, what's the thing that is the byproduct of the goal? And to tie that up, loose end up, it's doing those little things. It's reflecting. Yeah, It's understanding I, what not to chase. I heard a quote today and I posted about it, but it was like, the man who enjoys, I'm probably butchering this, but the man who enjoys the walk will go further than the man who just enjoys the destination. And it's like, what can you learn on the way to whatever it is you're pursuing that allows you to keep going instead of just focusing on that end outcome, like you're saying? It's like, how do you learn to appreciate the greatness that comes from all the little moments that lead up to that outcome. Something that I ask when I coach and consult is what would you do if I told you you were a hundred percent going to fail? What path yeah. would you choose if that was the case? Yeah. And it makes you look at life in a different way. That's so when you think of like athletics, like I think an Ironman is a good one. There's a lot of people that sign up for an Ironman knowing they're probably going to fail at it. But who they become through the training of getting to the Ironman transforms their life. And even if they don't finish the Ironman, now they have a cool story. And that's something that I feel like you can only understand if you're somebody that pushes yourself physically. Like, it's hard to describe that physical transformation that happens. Not physical, I, I should say. I mean, the mental trans the, the mental transformation that happens. I would say physical, mental, spiritual. Because, correct me if I'm wrong, but you go on a long run. Tell me that something spiritual isn't happening a lot of the times that you go out there, especially if you're like running through the woods. Sure. I think it's more so this situation where you have moments where you feel so negative about what you're doing. And then you overcome that negativity with positivity and you learn how to do that in like a feedback loop. I think that's, that's what it is. Because for me, I've been able to apply that switch to areas outside of fitness way easier because of what I do with fitness. So would you say that part of redefining greatness is chasing failure in small moments like that? Maybe chasing Failure. I don't like the word sure. failure, but I don't know what to replace I would, it with. I would replace it with chasing adaptability like or resilience. Chasing resilience. 
Like, yeah, but how do you become resilient? You got to get knocked down. Is that a failure? Is that a fear? You become resilient. Doing hard shit. (laughs) Yeah, but the thing that's hard, like, is you're not winning. That's what I mean. Like, my first high rocks, I did really bad. I did not win. No, it's not. I don't think it's anything that there's, like, like, a win or a fail attached to it. It's doing the hard things when there's nothing attached to it. There we go. That's what I would say. Like, I go on these, I, well, I haven't gotten to it yet postpartum, but I would go on these long runs in the dead ass heat of Texas and humidity for nothing, for nothing, just for my mental health. And to some people that's crazy, but there's people that get it. There are people out there that get it. And those are the people that are on that wavelength. (laughs) Those are the people I want to be associating with that understand why you would put yourself through that because it just helps you show up as a better human being in every area of your life. That's a wrap. If you listen to this podcast and you have your own version of greatness that you would love to share with us, please connect with myself and Aaron. What was your biggest takeaway from this episode? That's tough. I think the biggest takeaway is I just feel fired up to continue to chase that resilience in different ways. It's something that can't be measured, but internally it's, it's like, I don't, I don't even want to set goals anymore. I just want (laughs) to set behaviors. (laughs) I don't know how to describe it. It's like, I just, I just believe that if you show up every day, pushing yourself, a little bit further, everything falls into place. Like you don't need that plan. You don't need to have it fixated in your mind. This like end goal that it's, it's nice to have a destination in mind, but I think if you just show up to be a little bit better every day, everything works out. I agree. And if you listen to this, I want you to define greatness for yourself. I mentioned sharing it with us. And if if you share if you've, sorry, if you've read <laughs> She keeps just chiming in here, trying to wrap this up. <laughs> and if you've redefined greatness, ask yourself what that looks like. Yes. And if you're getting rid of the goals and you have redefined greatness and what it looks like to be great yourself, I think everything that you ever want in life is going to come your way. Something you can do to help us and help us be a little bit more great is you can share this episode with somebody that you think needs to hear it. Also, give us that five-star rating and review that's going to help us reach a larger audience that would also love to hear the conversation that we had today. This is CJ Finley and Aaron Finley. And we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Thrive on Life podcast. Thrive on. What's up, y'all? This is CJ again. And on behalf of the small team here at Thrive on Life, I'd like to thank you for listening to one of our episodes. Our mission in life is to help people like you fuel your passion and make every heartbeat count. And we realize the best way to do this is together as a team. So we'd love for you to join in on this mission and connect with like-minded individuals within our Thrive on Life community. To do so, please head to thriveonlife.com and connect with us there. We'd love to chat with you. Before I sign off, I'd like you to always remember one thing. When we strive together, we thrive together. So please do your part in helping others thrive on life.